Okay, I got us recorded. Welcome everybody to Movie Bonfire okay. episode two, and we're gonna do the killing part episode four, and we're also gonna do a nice little recap of Game of Thrones episode one. And we are looking for Mark, and we are looking for Micah, Zach. Where are you at? You should be on this call. So, um, tell, tell me about. Tell me, let's talk. Do you want to talk about the killing first? Yeah, right. yeah, let's okay. do the killing first. Killing. What do you? Right now, I'm seriously pissed off at the show. Um, I don't know about you, but it is really getting too conventional. And the and I think the problem is right now with me on the show is the political aspects, and I could care less about the mayor, mm -hmm. the councilman, Jamie. That whole storyline is not connected to our main thing closely enough right now for my taste. And I know it's going to pull itself in, but I don't know. What do you think about it? What are you thinking about this show? Is it is it got legs, or what, what's going to happen? Okay, I, I'm a little bit more positive than you, but I am frustrated with the political stuff, and I um, I don't know where it's going to go. And it, it, it not only is it conventional, it's like really low key, and everyone seems if they're not, they just seem kind of nice or there's nobody that's really creepy is I guess what I'm trying to say. In order for it to be interesting, they have to be creepy, they've got to be uh, doing some political stuff we haven't seen before. So anyway, yeah, I'm frustrated with that. I'm mean, still like the performance, the character Lyndon, I mean, I still like her kind of uh, intense way of dealing with stuff. Um, I, I I think I said this last time that I, I felt cheated or whatever that uh, the nosebleed was the excuse for the, oh, I did this on Facebook. I thought that the, the nosebleed is the excuse for all that blood was a cop-out, a big cop-out. Like, oh, it's sterling, she's doing it for fun, she gets nosebleeds, the blood was nothing. The, well, you, that was annoying. You're going to have to explain that to me. I don't understand what you mean. I know she has nosebleeds. Somehow the you're trying to well, say that the blood in the cage is somehow from Sterling's nose. Who said that? That's what Sterling oh. said. That, that's what Sterling I totally said. Yes. And that that's what pissed me off. Who is she telling that to? Who did she say that to? She was being interviewed by Lyndon, and she was explaining, yeah, was well, she was saying, oh, you know, I did it because no one ever sees me and. These two guys took an interest in me, oh. so I was going to go down and, I, I yeah. I totally missed that part, but that sounds really stupid to me. I doesn't it? Doesn't it? But wait a minute. I mean, that's a huge red herring. And suddenly the, it, it was more interesting when we found the cage. Now it's less interesting if the cage has nothing to do with her being well, gone. Let me ask you this one. Here's my main question <laughs> about the show is that they have... Jasper and they have this creepy Chris guy on this video apparently mm -hmm. that they've convinced them apparently these two hoodlums have convinced our cops that they didn't actually do it but to me I'm still like case closed you guys you guys got your fingers in the cookie jar and it's on tape I really don't know why I honestly have a hard time understanding why they keep investigating they're just like believing that these guys didn't have anything to do with it? I don't really know. Well, well, all they have on tape is Sterling admitted it was her. 
and that she put on, and they really can't prove that it wasn't sterling. So all they have on tape is consent, consensual underage sex. So I mean, they can get them on kitty porn, but they they can't prove it's not sterling what? in that video. Well, I mean, or whose blood is that down there? Can't they find that? Sterling. That is Sterling's blood. They haven't done they haven't done DNA, as far as I know. All they did was the blood type. Oh please. Right? So with blood type, it could be Sterling's, it could be They need to get they need know. to get Dexter in there to clean this up. If, if only the, <laughs> if they just had the blood in there, they would have it figured out. Okay. Here's the, I, And there was an awful lot of blood for a nosebleed, but Yeah, there's blood there's Anyway, that that is my handprints on the wall. Mm -hmm. I mean, did, what mm -hmm. happened? Did her nose explode down there or what? She's not even in the video. <laughs> so you're saying you're not buying this. You think something else is going on. Well, I don't think it's... Did they absolutely say that it was Sterling's blood? Or does that... Sterling said it was her blood. So it's possible Sterling's still alive. I think that what's going to happen in this show is it's going to be... Just like what these, this Jasper said, you have no idea what happened. It's going to be totally different than what you possibly, you know. They've set up this impossible mm -hmm. situation, and somehow they're going to unravel it, and it's going to be totally different than what we think right now. Because right now, I mean, the ending of the show is like, oh, my God, it's the teacher, which is another thing that pissed me off, because that was like one of our joke, joke uh, thoughts of the first podcast. <laughs> And now it actually is like coming yeah, true. Yeah, it was a teacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's another problem. Here's another. Here's another thing yeah. I have with the show. This, the mother especially, and even the father, they have only been able to show grief, this intense grief through the whole show. It's got to be like such a horrible, like, oh my God, I have to go back to work today and do this scene where I have to basically kill myself every day for this grief, and I'm getting mm -hmm. really sick of it, actually. And I wish this mother could, like, turn the note. But the thing that, another thing that hurt, that when they go to the cough, when they go to the, uh, they go coffin shopping, the creepiness of the undertaker was totally not mm -hmm. realistic. Like, he goes, oh, this would be a nice coffin for a young girl. Like, come on. No, no person would say that. <laughs> I mean... It's I don't know. Really, I don't know. Just like yeah. amping up the creepiness, and also to go along those lines, I didn't like. There was a scene with the the priest. I think it was a priest, and she basically just rejects the priest and says, "Where was God when Rosie was killed and all this stuff?" And like, it's the right. same note that we've seen every movie, television show. Like, damn religion. Mm -hmm. um, they can't help me in this time of need, and I was like. Golly, let's try something different. Let's have a let's have a character that's a priest or something that actually, you know, is helpful to the situation. It's just another story where the religious element is like marginalized or criticized. I don't know. It just is not original to me. Mm -hmm. I, I think a priest could have been able to be a little bit more um, consoling in that moment rather than just standing there like a stupid dolt. Mm -hmm basically how they paint it. I don't know, what, what's, what's your reaction to the grief bit? And um, I think the grief is starting to drift over into the Lifetime channel, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you 
know, the, the, yeah, it, it's, it's getting to be too, like you said, conventional. Right. I agree. Whereas what we saw the first couple episodes was so powerful, you know? It, yeah. It, this is... I got yeah. tears in my eyes in that first episode. Now it's just kind of like, get on with it. I'm sick mm -hmm. of this, uh, I'm just sick of this poor actress who has to play like this part every day. Um, right. Right. I, we, we weren't, I think maybe this is one of those episodes in the series that's just marking time until right. we move to the next interesting plot point. Yeah. I don't know. Were you, you know, but there's always one of those. Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to watch it, but I'm just like, come on, guys, pick it up a little bit. And I'm also kind of sick of the character or the scenes jump around so much, and we talked about this before. Like, somehow mm -hmm. the editors just say, I'll just edit it however I want. It doesn't matter if he's on, if uh, Holden's on the bus. The next minute he's in the school. They just edit it however mm -hmm. they want to edit it. And it doesn't, like, when they start the episode off and they say day four, well, I want to kind of put that in my mind, like what they're doing throughout the day, but then they just jump around. Like, um, Lyndon is in the school, and then she's at the home, oh. and all this other stuff. It really is kind of jarring. I, and I think it's kind of sloppy. I guess I thought that this poor guy was actually on the bus all day long, but yes. that's what the editing made it seem like. Why is he? <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how but, detectives do their work. Yeah, but these guys seem like they're just like. Do they ever stop? Like, I guess they never stop. I don't really know. Um, okay, were you surprised that uh, another another little thing is that? Um, did you recognize Mr. Widmore from Lost in there? No. Well, the, I didn't. Well, the um, I'm getting echoes now, but um, something just happened. I'm getting a lot of echo. Um, what happened? The um, assistant, not Jamie, but the woman assistant's father, mm -hmm. she's on the phone calling the senator, and then she meets the guy in the docks, and that's Mr. Woodmore. Did you recognize him? I don't know why. I mean, it's no. just the fact that we're amping up the cast with some senator. And also, did you, I, the guy who plays um, the fiancé, He's a Cylon mm -hmm. from uh, Battlestar Galactica. I was like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? He's the blonde Cylon oh, 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 with uh, Star, uh, Starbuck. Starbuck. <laughs> That's right. Where, where they, oh, you're right. Yeah. I was, oh, my gosh. They're recycling actors here. And also the mom, the mom is from Star, Battlestar Galactica, too. She was on... Uh, she was not a. Re she was only on one or two episodes. She was a captain on. It doesn't matter. They run across another ship. If, oh, another ship. They run across another ship if you remember, and they run it like a kind of like a fascist ship, and so it's kind of like the comparison of the democracy of the battles. Now you're now, really now on, talking about it? a good show instead of a bad show. <laughs> no, that's bad. That it leads us to talk about Battlestar Galactica. Right. Oh man. Um, well, I, I I'm willing to give it another episode or two yeah. to see if it gets better. I, I gotta say some of the performances are still compelling. Um, and I don't know, you know, if you notice Micah and I are both watching the Red Riding series. Oh really? And yeah, and it how it dovetails with killing. Huh. And there's a, a character called Craven who's a little bit like the Lyndon's assistant. Oh. Um 
anyway, the deal with the killing is you've got layers and layers of intrigue and so difficult to understand, but brutal and cold and whereas here, like I said, it was like, you know, the Lifetime channel. Yeah. Things are starting to feel a little too nice. You know, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm, I, things are, yeah. I agree with you. I think it's just getting really conventional and I'm disappointed because mm -hmm. I'm disappointed because it's supposed to be based on this great show. So I hope it gets better. I just hope we just had kind of a filler episode. But we really need, to tell you the truth, I really need a good episode next time to get me back in because I was really like, I don't like this. Yeah. All right. Well, one thought that I had, okay. though, you know, about the politics. Yes. Um, have you, did you read or watch any of the um, the series, you know, The Girl Who Kicked the Hornet's Nest? Nest um, I read uh, the first book. Um, Okay, first. and you saw how much that was in the politics, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm wondering if it's cultural, if it's related to the, that part of the world yeah. and that kind of, yeah, a deeper fascination with politics than we would have. Or if we're fascinated with politics, it's going to be grittier, it's going to be yeah. crazier. Now, you, did, they, did they give us the clue that she was with the... Um, the councilman, or is it just the end of it was the big revelation that she was with Bennett, the teacher? Because I couldn't exactly know, I couldn't exactly tell what Holden discovered at the school that had the picture of him. We haven't made a I think we, that we haven't made a direct connection yet, have we? Not yet, except clearly she was taking the bus to the end of the line. If you follow that through, yeah. it seems to be that she could have been meeting Bennett. Um, that's what I, the implication that I got from that. I think there's something about those very expensive shoes, though, that's going to tie her to the, to the politician. That's what I think. I mean, yeah. Bennett does, Bennett yeah, probably, you're right, Bennett wouldn't Bennett have bought her really those shoes. about those shoes. He's like a crunchy English teacher. He's not going to be swayed by that. Mm -hmm. All right, let's switch, you want to switch over to this yeah. other show? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, I want, Game of Thrones. This is Game um, it's called Game of Thrones, right? And you, have you mm -hmm. read the first book, or are you reading along as, as it's going? I, I'm, I'm, oh, I've got like 30 pages left to the first book. Really? So I'm almost through with it. Oh, okay. So I'm ahead of the series then. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. I was thinking about just reading along with the show. Do you think that, because my cousins have told, said that it's very faithful, so I was like, well, if I let the episode happen and I read up to what's in the show, do you think it would actually follow that that closely, or do you think it jumps around just by what you saw in the first? Episode? I think it's just by what you saw in the first episode. Based on the first episode, is following really closely. Uh -huh. Although the first episode was slower than I thought. Really? And it didn't go as far as I thought it would. Oh, so like when they go to the set, the other land, like with the the princess who's going to marry the. I don't know the name of the race, but they're they're just like um, the Kling Klingons or whatever they are. <laughs> it seems to me. <laughs> is that like a second chapter in the book, or is that? I mean, how many chapters would you say the first episode is? Two chapters. It's more than that. Okay. More than that. It's it's quite a few chapters in before you get to that part of the story, and I think that there's going to be a lot of trimming. That look at the basic yeah. plot and the order. But that um, there's a lot of description they'll yeah. probably leave out. Is it, do you think it's going to be, well, from my first take on the show, it seems like it's going to be like a soap opera that's revolving around this kind of like um, 
fantasy realm where, and I'm just kind of taking that from the name of the show, which is these people, mm-hmm. people are kind of jockeying for position as far as the kingdoms go. There's probably going to be wars and people are going to rebel, like, you know, who knows what's going to happen with uh, Ned's bastard son, and he seems like a prime candidate to rebel. And So my question is, 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 it, is it like, is it more about the kingdoms fighting against each other, or does it get more... I hope it stays in that vein, actually, than, like, having dragons flying around and stuff like that, but I do feel like there's going to yeah. be some dragons. And it, it, yeah. I would say it's, it's more what you just said about the jockeying for position yeah. and questions of loyalty, and then there's also some interesting stories about the different generations. So you saw the children of some of the main characters, right? right. Well, the main characters, when they start to get further involved in the plot, their sons and daughters start to have, they can't just be outsiders viewing what's going on. Right. You get to see people grow. I, the most interesting part so far for me is watching people, young characters grow yeah. and really change. Uh, I hope it follows closely to the book because there's some smart characters, female as well as male, which I think makes a huge difference because it's, you know, it's, ancient society where women don't really have much power, but yet there's these female characters that find they're smart, they're resourceful, they find ways. I think that there's going to be... I I think that you're... I I agree with what you're saying, and I did did think like a couple of times, like, this is painting women in a very bad light, like, especially the... um, Peter Dinklage's character, and he's, like, using all these women, but then... Mm-hmm. I see where there's little shards of, like, the smart um, female characters shining through. Like, there's a, there's a little spunky sister that shoots the arrow instead of the, um, into the center of the target instead of Brandon. Mm-hmm. And then there's, uh, oh, I had another example. I have a feeling that um, the, the girl who's going to marry the... Um, Klingon guy, I think she's going to come around and be like a powerful queen and there's something about her that I think she has an inner, maybe has an inner strength and obviously the wife mm-hmm. of Ned is, is you know, pretty smart character too I don't know I, I see what you mean no, I, I, see, I, agree I with see what you, you mean but and, I think that they're going to the, the women are going to come around in subtle ways and not like overtly be powerful but mm-hmm. I don't know. But it, it's not, and it's not just the women, it's also the young, the young guys. Yeah. So the young sons who have to step up and prove themselves. It's a really interesting, and there's also, you know, stupid, cruel people as well. Yeah. So, it, so far, I'm going to say it's good, it's following, it's, that, that you're having this sense about these characters means that even if you didn't read the book, you can still get right. a good sense of that. Right. Um, now, the dragon superficial stuff, um, superstitious stuff and all that. Uh, it, it's interesting because as I'm reading the book, it's a thread that doesn't completely go away, but it's not dominant. Yeah. And I, it's, I'm, I'm really curious to see how it winds up playing out in the series because you're right, if it, if it dominates, it's not going to work, especially since this is kind of a low-tech yeah. production, I think. It was much more interest. It's much more interesting to me the 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 battles through the kingdoms than 
you know, to have some dragon come in and blow fire. <laughs> I mean, that, that would be cool, but and I'm sure people are wanting that from this, but it's not, mm -hmm. I'm glad that, here's what I'm happy to see, like, it seems like an adult show, and even Lord of the Rings, although it was, you know, masterfully created and, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. Oscar, Oscar winning series, it has this little bit of not very adult and the characters don't seem like they act like adult characters, but I'm hoping that this show can, although I did think, I had the feeling that the characters are a little stiff. I don't know if that's just the genre or what. I, I felt the same way, yeah. actually. I felt the same way, but I was thinking maybe that's because it's an opening season, you know, yeah. an opening show, and um, I, they have so much they have to lay down. Right. I think yeah. people are just trying to get their impressions of what the characters are right off the bat, and you only have a mm -hmm. small amount of yeah. time. Um, I have a lot of questions, like, that, that I'm afraid to ask because I feel like you're going to know them, but here I'll just you're know the <laughs> When I was watching the, the, the premiere, I, I had to keep my mouth shut. Yeah. I was directly told, no foreshadowing, no discussion of what's going to happen in the future. So, but it looks like it's going to be faithful. Tell me what you think about the imp versus the imp that you imagined when you were reading the book and the imp that we're getting mm -hmm. in the story. Because I think you... It's exactly, it, it matches the story. Really? Okay. Um, can, can we do a, a pause, though, because yeah. my battery's running out? Sure, yeah. <laughs> Plug in. Wait, I'll be right back. Okay, okay. So I think when I was reading the book before I even knew anything about who the actors were going to be, I think that the character of the imp was written... For what's his name again? Um, the the actor's actor name? Peter Dinklage, which I remember from. I don't know if you went. I went to Sundance, I am, and you might have been with us that time. I can't mm -hmm. remember, but he was in the main movie, The Station Agent, and that. I don't remember any. Of, I can't remember. He was in a really interesting sci-fi series about um, aliens, and he was part of a scientific team that was tracking them down, and he was. He played, it was interesting, he played the same kind of body character with, you know, prostitutes and drinking and, and all that. But the dialogue in the book, I think, was written for this actor. It's, it's yes, smart, smart ass. Um, in fact, the most modern sensibility of all the characters is this one guy who kind of stands back and observes and makes critical judgments. And he's always, he always knows. Yeah, I liked, I thought his scene with the the bastard son of Ned was actually pretty good. Like, mm -hmm. I thought that was one of my favorite scenes when he says, uh, you know, wear, wear it like armor. They won't forget, they won't, they won't forget that you're a bastard, mm -hmm. so use it to your advantage. And I, I thought that was an interesting scene, um, an interesting way of looking at it, because it kind of like harkened back to his whatever his he's a dwarf or whatever i don't know there my other mm -hmm. question to you is they don't they all seem to be human be humans the human race they're, they're human they're is all that, human are they different races um, i don't know like it's not they, like they there is a okay all right um i don't know whispering discussion of 
other, you know, non-human creatures far north, north of the wall. Um, and uh, I don't know if we'll All see right. much about that. It, it's, like, it's, it's like the superstition in the background, which I think matches the medieval time. So, yeah, but they're all human. Yeah. You know, he, he's, he's not like, you know. <laughs> do you think mm -hmm. even the, you, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but the, even the White Walker at the beginning, like, when I first watched it, I thought, well, this is definitely some sort of fantastical monster. But then Lori watched it tonight, and I watched it again. Mm -hmm. and it looked actually I like it was a I shouldn't game, answer so it. And here's, here's the thing. I think um, a lot of the power of that plot line is the fact that people just don't know. And since it is medieval, there's a lot of stuff that they wouldn't know, right? You know, things that seem magical are really just science and... Mm -hmm. Right. ...isn't easily passed along. I, I don't know if they showed it in the first episode, but the way of sending information is by carrier pigeon, basically, or crows or ravens. Well, that's it, yeah. you know? They're, everybody lives, like, you know, days or months away from each other. So information is always, uh, it's important, and it's never, you can't trust it 100%. I mean, that's an, a real important key. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they did, they did talk about the ravens and, the, and also when the queen... When the king arrived, they say we've been on mm -hmm. we've been on the road for a month. Uh, so I think yeah, that's pretty cool. The the fact that these kingdoms are very far apart. Right, right. And so, how do you really know what's true or not? Rumor is what really has power. <laughs> <laughs> what do you uh, do? You know? Let me ask you another question. Do you know? By reading the book, do you know what mm -hmm. the wall is for? Well, I, you know what? Within the you first do. chapter, you have a sense. It, I can tell you the wall is to protect from something unknown north of the wall. But the people that are on the wall now, okay. the wall was built before their lifetime. So they don't really know. If, is it true that there's something up there? Or is it just tradition that you have the wall? Yeah. You don't know. Um, but I think what's interesting about it is it sets up these really big different zones and each area has its own concern and they have a hard time relating to each other's concerns. So if you're up in the northern wall, how do you relate to what people in the southern climates have to worry about? And um, that's probably the most important to think about is all these really disparate regions and the fact that they still have to work together as one country. Right. Yeah, the fact that we have this separate storyline going with the king, with the young king and the mm -hmm. and his sister, that's a much different place than what we're seeing as the main storyline. They're in some sort of paradise. I didn't really actually understand what happened though. They keep saying that they want to go home, and this marriage that they've concocted is somehow going to ally their mm -hmm. kingdom with the warriors and then they're going to use the warrior people to somehow get back to their land. That's, that's exactly it. And I have to confess, um, I had to go online yeah. and do a little research myself to figure that one out. It's, it's not so clear in the book until about halfway through. It's not clear in the movie. 
Um, this uh, is something we need clip notes for. But it's worth it, you know. <laughs> I, I, I think it's, yeah. What did you think about the I, I was just going to say that oh, the complexity ask. means that there's a lot of meat there, a lot to work with. So I, I, I didn't mind the fact that I had to use Wikipedia. guys, what, how do they wind up over there? But anyway, it, it means that there's lots of layers to work with. I'm going to throw out a couple ideas I think that's just hitting me. Like, mm -hmm. and you don't have to react if you don't want to. There's something, there's something wrong about those little wolves that they picked up. Like, they shouldn't have brought, they shouldn't have brought those things back. Somehow that's not going to be a good idea. Ned had the right Ned wanted to kill him straight away, but somehow they brought him back. That's not gonna, that's not gonna be a good ending. With those wolves in the, in town somehow, and uh, I don't know. What did you think of the wedding, the wedding of the princess and the, the what is their name? Dothraki, D O T H R A K I. My my take on them is now now you oh know that God. this was based loosely on. Um, a real historical time and two families that. Oh it's, no! I, see, Wikipedia. No, I didn't <laughs> it's the War of the Roses. So there were two families, and the two okay, main families. Yeah, okay. Their names are roughly similar to the names of you know the Lannisters and the the Starks. So, and uh, so my theory is that um, the Dothraki are like the Huns which would be east of the United Kingdom into Eurasia. Right. So they're your generic, um, what's the word? They're not savages. Um, just like, imagine the marauding outsiders, the Huns, the people who live off the land, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, okay, what did you think of the... Okay, obviously they end on a nice little cliffhanger mm -hmm. or some shocking moment at the end here. Um, I had a hard time understanding what was going. I didn't. It had to mean I had to watch it twice to understand that that was the queen and her brother. Maybe they're not brother and sister. I don't know. Or maybe in this land, incest is somehow accepted. Or Maybe not. I don't know. It, it was mm -hmm. it was just shocking to see that, and then the fact that they mm -hmm. pushed Brandon out the window is like setting this guy up as this ultimate evil guy. Yeah. Who knows if Brandon's really dead? I don't know. The wolf might have saved him. <laughs> he landed on the wolf, maybe. I don't. I have the feeling that he. <laughs> I have a feeling that he's. I got the feeling that he's dead mm -hmm. because we got to stir the pot a little bit. And, well, here's what I can tell you: is that they're twins. The the brother our brother and sister and they're twins, oh. and that the the family that they come from, brother and sister usually the thing is about marrying within the family line to keep the blood strong. So there is this tradition yeah. of incest in that particular family, the Lannisters. Mm -hmm. I gotcha. Yeah, somehow I figured somehow it seemed like that what they were doing didn't seem right. that wrong to them. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. I've read other fantasy books where, like, homosexuality was rampant mm -hmm. and it was a different, you know, things that are, like, taboo in, um, you know, 
20th century America was like normal in the fantasy land that we're reading about. So I didn't know, I thought maybe, I think that's interesting because you can, I don't know, you can look at things in a different way. Not that incest is acceptable, but... Something to think about is um, it, it may be acceptable to one group, but not acceptable in another part of the country. Because even though it's one giant island, they really do have completely different right. um, cultural mores, completely different traditions. So I think they did a good job of showing, few, like you said, it seemed normal to that brother and sister, but from the outsider, it's a, it's a shock. And they were aware that it would be a shock to outsiders, which yeah. is why they reacted the way they did. Can you tell me a little bit about, I don't have much more, but um, the scope of it? Like, how many books are there, and, like, do you think that it's one book is going to be this whole season? Or there's, My understanding is there's four books. That the, the first, I, and what I heard was that the first one is the best, and I really like the first one. I, I haven't started the second one yet. And it seems to me, well, there's a lot going on in the book, but they move forward quite a bit in just one one-hour episode. I was surprised. So um, it's possible they'll do one really? book in one season. It's possible. <laughs> Did you see it with people that mo that mostly had read the books, or was it you were the one who had read the book and everyone else was watching? There was one other person who had read it, but a long time, time ago. So I think I'm the only one who read it recently and who knew, uh, you know, like all the the very the details pretty fresh in my mind, but. Like I said, I also went online and I, I looked at interactive maps because I could not keep the people straight. <laughs> but the cool thing in, in watching it was well, I didn't know how to pronounce most of those names. So that's why I couldn't keep them straight. So watching it is really helpful. Mm -hmm. do, you know, do you know if the author is involved with the show or like I'm thinking like the guy who made Walking Dead is like right there I, with them as they're making it. I heard it, I actually heard an interview with him and he's like loosely involved yeah. um, but that his general right. sense was that they did all their decisions were good and um, even if they did something different than, than he expected hmm. the end result still he thought was faithful to the book. It turns out he's apparently a scriptwriter that he's done TV uh, episodes. I can't remember where, but, really. um, and I think it tells in his dialogue. He's really strong with dialogue. And he's good at staging scenes, hmm. you know, setting. It, it seems very cinematic when you read the book. Hmm. Oh, that's good. I like, uh, I like, well, dialogue makes mm -hmm. the story move fast, and I think if you can apply that to a fantasy story all the better so I don't know I liked it um, I'm hoping that uh, it stays interesting are you going to be able to um, are you going to go over to Mark's I'm gonna try. Sunday I'm going to try um, how did you watch it um, I got my hands okay. on it somehow I won't really say but I but we it's, it's available okay. if you work. So, no, I, I plan to keep up with it. And I, I'm sure I'm going to finish the first book before I see the second episode. And now I'm going to pick up the second book and start reading it. Uh, okay. Um, 
All right, I might, I might get, I might look at the book this week too. Um, it's already. But it's already if nothing we'll else, see. look online. You can find Cliff Notes that'll help organize everything for you. <laughs> and and I think a lot of the dialogue in the in the series is exactly the same as the dialogue in the book. So, all you're missing is the plot. Really. Okay, so what we mm -hmm. need is a good episode by the killing. And we need this this series to like keep it keep it on the down low, keep this quality level up. Some people might say they need a little bit more fantasy. I heard some people mm -hmm. saying that on the I was listening to a podcast today and they were complaining that there's no fantasy. But for me mm -hmm. for my money, I'm happy with that. I don't need I don't need wizards and all that. I was glad that mm -hmm. there was like no wizard of the town. Like I expected like the like Gandalf to show up, but Maybe that was the maybe that was the guy oh, really? who was dead who died. <laughs> the, the interesting thing is know. those wolves. Like right now, they're using real animals, but as they grow up, they're going to have to become CGI because yeah. they're huge when they grow up. Yeah. Really. Bigger oh, than so an average wolf. Like, okay. Much bigger. So oh, that's man. like a small pony. That's going to be really cool to see how they do that. Oh man, that's such a bad idea to bring those wolves back. To the you don't know. Uh, you don't know. Uh, do you think there's? Is there a lot of decapitation? How in many the did show? you see? Three, I, I think, in that episode. Lori had to like go out of the room. I'm like, there's one more. Oh my Lori. god! Don't want to stick <laughs> so she had to hide her. She had, yeah, I know. She did, she had to close her eyes on the one when the deserter gets it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I would talk to me about is it is it a violent book? Because that's something that people have been saying. It's yes. very violent, very yes. sexy. I've been hearing it that. is, and I think the violence, especially with with the battle scenes, it seems pretty realistic. I mean, life is pretty bad. You know, it's um, mm. it's a time when you don't have doctors, you don't have antiseptic right. stuff, and you know, you don't have a gun for a quick kill. You've, you've got nasty ways people die. But I think that's part of the whole thing because if you're a young king, you go to war, you need to know what it really is like. I, I kind of like that it's not sanitized, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And there's no unicorns. There are no yeah, fairies. I think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that. You can keep your unicorns and fairies for... Uh... The Grimm's fairy tales or whatever. All right. Nope, nope, I don't have anything else so. unless you do. Okay. Um, uh, this is fun. I'm glad you showed up, and uh, hopefully we'll get these people on the stick. I think at least Micah is writing a paper for his uh, master's, and mm -hmm. I think he's almost done. So I think he can. And then the next time. And it seems like Mark. You know more. You know. You know more about Mark than I do. I'm surprised so. he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Does he seem we'll like see he's if he shows up next time. He, I think he, mm -hmm. I think he just had plans yeah. or something. Okay, we'll great. Catch him next time. Glad this worked out. Okay. All right, Bye. I'll talk to you next week. Okay. Bye bye.